Comedy LOL Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome to the Terrible Podcast. Today's quote is, Ascension to successive echelons in the pyramid of awareness is an act of inclusion requiring unconditional acceptance of all that lies below. And that's by Gerald R. Stanek. I love this. Um, I think that the thing I love the most about it is the requiring unconditional acceptance of all that lies below. And I think it's almost like a, it's hard initially to move from maybe from that first tier because it's the biggest one. And then it's like, as you can kind of accept that and move on, you're required to kind of accept less and less because you're more aware of all of these different things. Yeah. Well said. I like that. And I also like how it kind of points to the mystery of the knowledge, especially using the word pyramid. So, and I also I think that it feels like that there's less and less people that can do that as you get closer to the top because of the small, the smallness at the top. Yeah, that's true. And that is actually going to get into the card. We're talk- talking about the major arcana, because as you get to the top of the mountain, there's less and less people and you do start to feel like a hermit in mm-hmm. my experience. Anyway, that's what it feels like because it's harder to, you know, less and less, people out there had that experience of getting to a top of a mountain, I yep. guess you could say metaphorically, like in the inside. So when you start talking about that, they, they think you're speaking a foreign language. Exactly. Um, and it's just because you're just, you know, in a higher position than them spiritually yes. or awareness wise or anything like that. All right. Let's get into what we're talking about today. I am so excited for this first card. We're talking about nines. Um, So we're still talking about cups. We're talking about the nine of cups first, and then we'll talk about the major arcana card this week is the hermit. And then we'll talk about the number nine, which um, there's a lot of things, again, believe it or not, here that I really identified with. (laughs) Come on. I know, right? Wow. Uh, All right, so let's start off with the nine of cups. Um... Let's, let me describe it, and then we'll do our initial thoughts. So looking at the card, the background is totally yellow. It's like a bright canary yellow. There's this arch-shaped table that has a blue tablecloth on it, and the nine cups are arranged on it. And then in front of this arch-shaped table is this little wooden stool, and a person is sitting on the stool kind of uh, with their legs open, knees bent, feet pointed out, arms crossed, and they have like a smile on their face and they're wearing a red hat. I mean, there's really not, I feel like a ton to this card in terms of description. So I feel like I just did a pretty great job. You nailed it. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and duh. All right. So initial thoughts, you're looking at the card. What do you think? I really feel like I'm in a place where this guy's about to ask me if I want to go on a magic carpet ride. <laughs> Is that like a terrible thing to say? It reminds me of that of Aladdin. <laughs> But see, when you say, like, go on a magic carpet ride, I either think, like, number one, drug dealer, or number yeah. two, like, like, a swindler of some sort. Mm. Like, someone who's trying to, like, lie to you to get get your money. Yeah, or, like, play a little three-card Monty, or, like, some one of these guys at the carnival. You know, like, he has all these prizes behind him, and he's like, step right up, and you're never mm-hmm. going to win because it's fixed. Oh, my goodness. Now you're, you're changing my thought, because my initial thought that I wrote down here was, 
totally fulfilled and content. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Like, you could so, see that, too. So happy. Uh, maybe it was just a reflection of the period of time I was writing my my notes here, but it, he just looks like so proud of himself. Yeah, that's that's the initial reaction that I had as well, too. I was kind of playing around with one of the reversed things. And the, <laughs> the other thing that's kind of funny is it looks like he has like a hot dog on his head, you know? Yes. I mean, <laughs> or a bean. Mm-hmm. That thing is crazy. So let's look at the symbols here of the card. The first thing I want to talk about is the color um, of the background because for me looking at it, not only is like the background in terms of like the sky yellow, but like there, it looks like there's no floor. It almost kind of looks like he's floating because everything is the same color. Yeah. And did you have That's a thought about saying. that? This could represent that it's in his imagination. Maybe he's looking forward to a future where everything's fulfilled and he's happy. Oh my gosh, I really like that. I was just saying that there's like this brightness there that because of that total fulfillment, it's almost like you can't see the floor. Like the sky's the limit. Oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> you know, I love my little cliches. So, um, all right, let's look at the blue tablecloth. What did you think about that? I think that it, it kind of reminds me if you think of a first place ribbon that's blue. And then you oh have the like gold yes. cups. So that's really what I'm getting. So it's like this guy's displaying it. You know, he has this medal that he got because he had some pig, you know. So he's got like <laughs> his medal his medal out there and, and uh, he's he's displaying his trophies, whatever it was, bowling, I don't know. But yeah, you know, looks like Oh my like gosh, he's I really actually have two bowling trophies, just as a side note. Um I love that. I totally Only didn't even two? go Yeah. I <laughs> failure <laughs> i i love the idea of a blue ribbon and a gold medal i didn't even go there but you're totally right i said for me that the blue tablecloth um because for me when i think of blue i always think of like water I, i'm relating it back to um like emotions i said because the cups are sitting on there there's this total contentment and happiness um in and what he's projecting and what he's displaying yeah and the the way the cups are arranged also you have the three on one side, three on the other that are sort of like a base, and then the three in the middle mm -hmm. that are that are providing the top. And it's they're arranged similar. It's like a pyramid if you yes. look at it. Yeah. Yep. Or like um like a bell curve. Yeah, that's another a really good way to look at it, especially because of the curve of the table. Um, let's talk about uh, his stance. So the way that he is drawn or pictured sitting. Did you have any thoughts there? Yeah, the, actually, I was thinking about the body language of this, but then looking at his arms crossed right now, it really reminds you of the, in the infinity symbol, the Lemiscati, like we see above the head of the card in strength or above the magician's head in mm -hmm. card number one of the major arcana. So he, it looks like he has it. So maybe that could signify that he has it figured out. He has this key to success, whatever it is, and um, he's just going to keep doing it for the rest of his life. I love that about his arms. I didn't even see that. I said that for me looking at it, the stance or the body language, the sit, if you will, looks like very awkward. Um, it doesn't look relaxing, but it almost looks like like cocky and very confident. Like, look what I have. Very proud. Um, yeah. And it, it doesn't show like a – I feel like – Sometimes if you have something you're really proud of, there is that moment of relaxation, like, oh, I finally achieved this. Now I can, like, take a breath. 
Um, I'm mm-hmm. hoping I can feel that at the end of this week when I'm done with this huge work project. But like, I don't feel like I would sit like this. I literally feel like I would like recline on some kind of lounge or bed and be like, oh, a minute here to just sit and relax. And he doesn't look like that. He literally looks like he wants to put this on display and have people see it and um, see how good he is at whatever. Well, maybe it is because of what he is sitting on because he isn't sitting on a bed, you know, or something comfortable like we see in the Empress card, card number mm-hmm. three, the Major Arcana, where she's re- re- uh, reclining on those pillows. He's actually sitting on what looks like it could be that magician's table from the magician's card, a similar version of that. You also see it in one of the pentacle cards. I forget which one it is, but the guy's hammering away and he's using it as a base. So mm-hmm. this guy's using that magician's table as his firm base. So it's like he has it figured out all the the powers of the magician wields. Think of that card. It showed all the suits there. The, magi- uh, the magician was the master of all those suits. So this guy figured that out. And if you relate it to cups, he has his cups in order. So if you bring it to emotions, this guy is in control of his emotions. He's not letting other people rattle him on the outside. You know, if people are talking shit or gossiping about him, it's not ruining his life. He's out there displaying these cups he doesn't give a shit and also if you look at the way that blue table is surrounding him it's kind of it's like above his head so he can't see out above Mm -hmm. that so it's kind of it could be walled up in a bad way but it could also be walled up in a good way where his emotions are chief they're up there you know like he really has mastery of it that's so good I was like, now I, I now I'm like, oh, I should have written more. <laughs> All right, so let's look at his hat. Did you have any thoughts besides saying it looked like a hot dog or a bean? Uh, <laughs> I mean, do we have to say any more than that? I want pork and beans now. <laughs> pork and beans. Um, I what did you think about it? Um, I just the the color kind of threw me off. Um, in terms of it being red, I didn't know. I didn't really have any like insight into that. Like, why? Why would they choose to make this red? The rest of the colors. But then I was like, oh well, they're then all primary colors. What did you say? Um, do you remember when we talked about the three of cups? And I was saying they were primary colors, and you were saying um, it was about alchemy. Yes. Yep. It was one of the stages in alchemy, and the red represents the fire and the burning. So this could. <clears throat> Using that, that's actually a great observation. Maybe this is representing that point where, like in the Hermit card, which we're going to talk about next, this guy is gaining that knowledge and it's burning inside his head. So he has to be in this place of seclusion while he figures it all out. So maybe whatever it was that led him to get all his emotions in check, maybe the next step is this knowledge is just burning and it's, it's a purification, really. So when you burn things, you burn away the impurities and then you have gold left over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, and that's what I love about the tarot. There's so much in here that you could, it's like a mirror, it really is. No, honestly, and like now that we're talking about it, and as soon as I said that out loud and then you started talking, I'm like, oh, okay, even though I didn't have anything written down. Yeah. Besides like an observation like red hat. Um, okay, so let's, is there anything else you want to talk about here in terms of symbolism or different p- aspects of the card? Uh, maybe just that his both feet are on the ground and they're showing both feet. So that just goes to where his comfortable stance, he's grounded. He's got his feet planted firmly on the earth. So Or just, is it the earth? Yeah, or yeah, or the imagination, whatever it is. But he is mm-hmm. definitely sitting comfortable. Mm-hmm. Sitting pretty. 
All right. So if this card came up in a general reading, what would you say? If this card came up in a general reading, I would bring up I, because it's cups. I think I would go into the emotional aspect of it. Like I was mm -hmm. saying before with the self mastery, because that's so important to many aspects in life. And especially in a general reading, if we're talking about, you know, cause I could relate it to relationships and I can also relate it to career wise or just what's going on with friends. And I could say, you know, to make all these areas better, if you can master your emotions and be able to control them and work on it, this isn't some like kind of magic thing. You just find some way and, you know, read a book and then all of a sudden you're enlightened. This is, it's a real process that you have to work at and everyone really has to find their own way. But if you could do that, it's going to affect all aspects of your life. And you're going to beat this guy with a hot dog on his head. Happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What'd you say? I, I said, if this came up in a general reading, although, you know, cause here, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I wrote these notes a few days ago and now like kind of looking at it and hearing you, my thoughts are changing a little bit, but what I had written down was, all right, why don't um, you tell us both then? What was it originally? Okay. Then All right. Initially I said, um, getting what you want. And I think that for me, um, the difference between a nine and a 10 in terms of uh, if you pull that in um, a spread or for a reading, for me, even though the 10 is the highest number, for me, the nine feels more relaxed because the 10 almost feels like then there's going to be something new happening. It's the end of something because it's the completion of that. And I don't normally really like change. And so the nine still gives me that optimism of like, it's not over yet. Um, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So I um, exactly I, what you mean. I said, getting what you want feeling proud, wishes coming true, living in luxury, um, and being on the right path. But now looking at this, I almost see it as when you said that person with the magic carpet ride, and I was talking about potentially like a swindler or something like that, almost like someone trying to control your emotions or take advantage of somebody by like, um, like, like false hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you that know, could be a, a reverse or negative aspect of this card for sure because that's what happens when you're not in control of your emotions. There are people out there who either consciously or subconsciously because of maybe how they're raised or their situations, they'll feed off of your emotions and they learn how to control you one way or another. And so if you're not in control of your emotions, chances are somebody else is. So that could... Yes easily point to that the it's the total opposite of what we were just saying so yeah that's perfect and I do though just want to bring up if I, I want to try to stay a little bit positive here like when we think about what we talked about last week which is the eight of cups where that figure is like leaving behind the cups this seems totally different because this figure doesn't seem like they want to leave it behind it's almost like they want to put it on display and show it off proudly maybe like because they've got this realization of you know or control over their emotions or something like that but I don't know. Maybe it's just today for me that looking at this, I'm like, ugh, he seems like not somebody I want to be around. Whereas before, I was like so excited to talk about this card. It's going to be so awesome. Well, it looks like he's kind of shrugging. So he's like, eh, yeah. whatever. It's the infinity sign. That's the other thing about the infinity symbol. You have to remember it's like an eight yes. on its side. There's the top and there's the bottom, which signifies the up and the downs, the ups and the downs of life. You know, we just talked about that last week mm -hmm. with the eight and the strength. So. Um, you know, that could be, you could just be experiencing one of those times where you're getting toward the bottom, but that only means that you can come up, you know? 
Exactly. Although there's a quote in Steel Magnolias where um, one of the characters says, I don't think things can get any worse. And another one of the characters says, of course they can. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about if this came up in a love reading. What would you say? All right, you go first this time. Okay, I said this person is happily, if you're single, it's happily single and not desperate. Um, so it doesn't look like they're like looking for that last cup to make it the complete set. It's like, no, I'm good with what I've got here, which is nine. I said if their person is in a relationship, um, it's a deeply satisfying relationship and that they're, they're enjoying the work and, um, that they've put into it and the time that they've put into it and kind of, they're able to put it on display. Like the, things are great here. Look at how awesome this is. So to take it in the negative way, you can look at this because this person is technically has his back to the cups and they're way above his head. So this could signal somebody who is in above their head emotionally, like over their head. I'm sorry. Let me try that again. Someone that's in over their head emotionally and isn't sure what to do. So they just turn their back and sit down and shrug and be like, ah, whatever. I'm just going to, you know, let this, whatever happens, just going to happen. You know, those or, that, or that could signal like a waterfall. This this blue curtain could be like a waterfall coming in on him, and he's just like, whatever, and all those emotions are about to fall, come crashing down on him. I think there's something so smart in what you just said because I think a lot of times if people are in over their head, what they kind of project outwardly is like, things are great, things are great, everything's fine, because yeah, they yeah. don't put it out there that like they're struggling or things ne aren't necessarily great. But I also think that comes from like a, people don't want to be vulnerable or put you know what they consider like their like dirty laundry out there um i have a couple of people that i know that are like that they, they don't want anyone to know anything about them and it's like who do you think actually cares you know if you were to say something who do you think is going to go home and think about that the rest of the day most of the time nobody yeah that there's a couple different sources i found in my research where that comes from one of them is uh it's a sign of a low self-esteem which is something i deal with and dealt with before in the past and um it led me to several unhealthy behaviors. So now I can realize it and I'm able to question now. So now if I have a thought and I want to do something or if something's going on and I have a, a separate thought that pops up and it's maybe a negative thought or something or as along lines as maybe you're not good enough or you can't handle this, then it's like, wait a minute, is that true? Have I handled this in the past? Yeah, I have. I can. That's just a negative thought that's left over from some BS from growing up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hopefully that'll help somebody out there. But that's true. You know, every thought that pops in your head is it's just a thought that's part of mastering your emotions. You stop and you examine that thought and you say, where is this coming from? You know, is this something that maybe my parents used to say to me when I was younger because they were afraid? So they used to repeat these things over and over again. And now I repeat them to myself and don't even realize, you know, is that mm -hmm. what's going on? It's crazy. There's your there's your negative reading. <laughs> oh, I feel like. You know, um, for all of our listeners, I feel like you and I just had like an extensive conversation prior to starting recording. And I think that might be kind of influencing for me where I'm coming from on this card. Um, let's move on to the career reading. Um, if this card came up in a career reading, what, what do you think? This looks like a very positive card in the area of careers because like we were saying before, Everything's on display. You have the blue ribbon. So this looks like someone that's happy with their work they're doing and they're putting out. They're using that magician's table 
magician's table, excuse me, as a solid base with their feet firmly planted on, we'll say the ground for now, in that comfortable posture with their arms crossed, ready to do it. So I would say you're doing something right. Whatever it is in your career, keep on that path. And also remember, it's not always going to be like this. If you look at that infinity mm-hmm. symbol, like we said, it's going to go up, it's going to go down. You have to grin and bear it like this guy's doing. Just take it. Uh- I said something very similar, um, and you know I do want to touch on this in just a, a second. Though I said um, a successful business owner, someone taking pride in their work, um, a project that's near its completion that's been successful and well done. And I, what I did want to talk about is you and I both recently pulled this card as our card of the day. And for me, I normally when I do pull a card of the day, I always have been asking recently about work. Like, how does it relate to work? Um, I feel like this, the past few weeks, the past couple months, I've been really stressed when it comes to work. And when I pulled this card, literally that was the reading that I gave myself was that this project I'm working on, which I just referenced before is nearing its completion. It will be done on Friday. And it was like one of those, like just sit back and relax and take pride in all the work that you've done, even though you could have more, right. I could have the 10, um, be happy with what I have been able to achieve. And for me, it gave me like, for a you know small brief moment in time, a sense of calm. So when you pulled this, what did you think of it? For me, it was totally different because I think the career aspect of my life isn't as in the focus. That's more I've, I've you know with the DJ thing, I kind of I have it more handled. I think it more had to do with my personal life and trying to get these emotions in line and Mm -hmm. trying to get control and I feel like because I know where I have to go and I know what I have to do to get in control of the emotions so a lot of times I think I'm already there but then I still find myself getting mad or you know losing my temper but I I really feel like the more that I just laugh at things yes (laughs) and kind of not take it so seriously it's helped a lot and um, once I get to there, I think I can really move on as far as that, because it's, you know, I'm, tr- I figure right now, I think it's hard to date somebody because b- before when I was dating people, I had this problem that I wasn't really aware of consciously and it was just a, now I'm a different person. So I'm still trying to get to that other shore to finish the work. So that's kind of how I took it. <laughs> I feel so bad. I literally like just put you on the spot and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to talk about this. No, no, it's all right. Cause I was trying to, re- no, the, uh, that's part of it. It's hard to talk about personal things. I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy. But the other part was I was trying to remember. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> what did I say? I'm like, yeah, I was trying to <laughs> like, of course she wrote it down and had it. And I'm like, I know, I think I wrote it down. And then it, then it came to me just looking at the card. But yeah, it was pretty funny. That's what it was at first. I was like, damn it. <laughs> and it came up like, like a week ago, I think for both of us. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And I, I had it cause you sent me your, a picture of it. And I said, Oh, that was mine yesterday. Um, okay. Yeah, and I remember and you I did... sending that to me and yes. it's funny because there, I get a lot of coincidences. I did a reading for my friend yesterday and a card fell out of the deck as I was shuffling for her. And then it ended up being, I did a three card reading and it was the third card was that same card that fell out. And that happens to me sometimes. And there are people who say, because what I do is I order the deck every time before I shuffle it. So I order it up in a certain order. We could talk about that another time. You know, if you're interested, if people that are listening to this ever want to look into the tarot 
or if you want to learn how to read this, just to even do a card of the day to help yourself, please let us know. You can email me, brandon at comedylol.com, and I can get you guys started because this really is, it's your own path. That's why we like to talk about the two different perspectives of this. It's because it's like a mirror. Everyone's going to see something different and depending mm-hmm. also on your knowledge, you know. So anyway, um, what was I talking about? You were yeah. saying how you order the, de- the deck every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Order the deck every time. Wow. Good thing you're here. I'm telling you. Um, and then I will cut it into four and take two of those and reverse them. And then just like wash the deck kind of like you would see a poker dealer do. Just push them all around on the table or the floor or whatever it is and mix them around. So people will say that consciously like you're, I'm sorry, you're, you're unconscious, your shadow self or whatever it is can keep track of all the cards and knows what ones to pull. I don't know if I believe that's an actual fact, but you know, it's also possible. Who knows the way the brain works, you know? Right. Um, so anyway, that's I think it's really funny when those coincidences happen. So I saw that you pulled it and then I pulled it as the next card. And that's also why I sent it to you because I wanted to get your readings. And I also mm-hmm. do that from time to time because I'll look at a card and have one interpretation then I send it to you and it's a total different interpretation that I can look at it in another way so I have the full way that I looked at it and that helps me and then since you know me in my life you give your input and it's it's just like I have an issue right and instead of asking you for advice I can look and see what I should be doing or what mm-hmm. I can think about and look for uh, you know what I can work on and then I send it to you and you can give me your interpretation so instead of you trying to fix my problems you're just saying, oh, this is what it says for me. And then I could see yep. your interpretation. You know, it's it's just, <laughs> that's really what it is. It's simple. It's so easy. I think it's an, it's an easier way than like asking for advice because yeah. it kind of gives you a chance to see a different perspective, but without kind of the, sometimes the heaviness that comes with asking someone for advice. And the judging also, yes. you know, that's gone really. Um there's or a lot the, of like, the being upset if someone asks for your advice and you give it and they don't follow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we move on from this card, I do want to just say that the last part of my notes here, so maybe this was subconscious, I don't know. I did write down a reversed meaning. And normally I don't do that um, because I normally, I'm like, okay, well, we're just going to talk about this. And I did say that it's relationships falling apart or overindulgence. So... Yeah, I Just like that. I don't throwing I, that out there. The overindulgence one is big because again, just so people know, every card has a, a regular meaning, it has a negative meaning, and then a reverse meaning. And this is a great way to show reverse meaning because if you look at it conventionally, it looks like this guy's really happy and he has everything he needs. But then if you just put a little evil on there, what does this guy look like? He looks like some guy who's a swindler and he maybe stole all these or he's just partying too much or whatever it is. Almost like a Dionysus, like a, almost yeah. like he's like on the ground. He had all of these empty cups around him. He had way too much. Exactly. The cult right. of the grape. <laughs> Let's move on to the hermit card. Um, we'll do a brief description. Honestly, there's really not a lot here I feel like to describe in terms of what's going on. So if I'm looking at the card, you have a grayish background. There's one lone figure in the center and it's an older man holding a yellow staff and he has this gray cloak on that has the hood pulled up and his left hand is holding a staff the right hand is holding a lantern in the lantern is a star um, that's admitting light and then he's standing it looks like on the top of a mountain Um, and I'm only saying that because it looks like a white peak and there's white peaks around him 
at the bottom of the card. So there's the description. Again, it's not like there's a whole bunch of things here in terms of like some of the other cards we've looked at where there's so much going on. Um, but I, I really love the simplicity of this because the name of the card obviously is the hermit. So it makes it seem really reflective of that by like the minimalist nature of the, the artwork. Yeah, exactly. All well right. said, well said. Thank you. So, all right, you look at the card. Initial thoughts, what are they? Initially, this looks like it, it really screams a wizard. So I see a wizard. I see him out there shining the light. So it's like he has the knowledge and he has the staff, the wand with him. So it's a very powerful card. And I also like the way he, he's bowing down and looking down. So it's like he knows he has the power and the knowledge, but he's not, he's acting, he, you know, he is acting very humble. He's bowing down to this knowledge and power. So it really reminds me a lot of Gandalf. Um, I know you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, but for our <laughs> other listeners who have, this is very, this is the epitome of Gandalf because if you think about how he refused the ring, he refused the power because he had this knowledge and he knew it would corrupt him. So I love that. And then being on the mountaintop is just, like you said, it ties in perfectly with the hermit because if you think of that, the hermit is the guy who's in the cave. He's by himself. He has this knowledge, but he's like crabby and he's, He's, uh, you know, he's all, he's like a evil Santa Claus up there with that knowledge. And he doesn't want to just share it with anybody because he doesn't want to waste it on people because he's seen it wasted his whole life. That's the thing. What do you think drove this guy to the top of the mountain? People and society making their terrible choices and this guy being persecuted because he has the truth and the knowledge. So he's up there and he's like, you know, what? I'm going to come up here, keep this knowledge alive and if anybody really wants it, they can come up here, climb this mountain. And if they do, then I know they really want it and I'll share it with them. What do you think? Wow. <laughs> well, do you know what I, I think would be nice to for me to just talk about is maybe my initial thoughts, like the first time I saw this card, which obviously is like years ago, and then kind of how that's changed for me. Because um, if you if if you listen back, we each picked a card um, in one of our first episodes that we thought reflect was reflective of us. And this was the card you chose for sure. Yeah. Okay. And so I just remember thinking like, how interesting that that would be the card that you chose. And obviously that wasn't the first time I saw it, but I think that there's this preconception in someone's mind about when they hear the word Kermit about what that person looks like or acts like or is. And I think that I was influenced by that of like, well, I would never choose the hermit as my card because this is this like solitary figure who's incapable of human interaction and is like maybe crazy. And maybe is it just that I've gotten older? I just can kind of see my perspective obviously is different and I can see the merit in that. And I understand why this card is here and what this card means, at least for me now. Um, so my initial thoughts in terms of not my initial, and initial just thoughts. To, years just to point out right there, that's exactly the kind of, that's the other way that we can use the tarot. Okay. So yes, you can use it as a divination tool. You can use it to help people in fortunes and help people in their life, but you can also use it as a tool for self growth. You know, this growing on the inside, because when you first saw this hermit, you had no idea, but now you know just by looking at the hermit card because you identify it, you know you've changed in those areas. So just that mm -hmm. alone, it's like a temperature gauge. So now mm -hmm. you know, you know, and then you could stop and say, well, what's that say about me? What have I learned? How did I learn it? You know? So, I mean, it's, that's, 
that's the number one thing that I'm starting to realize about the tarot is because if it's true that you can only help your others after you help yourself, you know, think about like the air mask falls from the, the when yep. you're in an airplane, you know, you have to put the mask on yourself before you put on a baby. You have to help yourself with this self-knowledge and get your shit together in the inside before you can help other people. It's the same way with the tarot. You should use it to help yourself. If you're using it to help other people, you should also use it to help yourself for sure. If you're not, you're missing the point in a big way. Yes, I totally agree. Um, all right, so let me go back. My initial thoughts here, um, or not initial initial thoughts, my, my thoughts when I wrote this down was, um, I think it's so interesting what you focus on because I said a light in the darkness or shedding light on, on a, an unknown situation um, or lighting the way. Just looking at it, those are my initial thoughts. Okay, so let's jump in here and let's talk about the different parts of this card. Let's talk about his staff. What were your thoughts on the staff? The staff is, it's great here because he's using it to keep himself firm and to walk and to be more stable. So that's one aspect of it. So it helps him because they only show one foot. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. it, it's it's really looks like it's a stable like it looks like he's part of the mountain here how they're drawing it in here so he you could tell that he really is relying on the staff heavily and then also you think about the wands and the suit of wands and what that represents this staff represents every aspect of that of the suit of wands especially the nine of wands because this is the nine and if you think of the nine of wands it's a bunch of of staffs all by themselves in the tarot weight like you know in this woods so or i mean sorry in near this water no people in sight so it kind of reminds me of the woods of that journey of the hermit i was just telling somebody this in a reading you know when this comes up maybe this means that you have to get out into the woods or metaphorically you have to get out by yourself be that hermit to figure out what is going in going on in the inside sometimes it's only yourself most times it's only yourself you should listen to you know a lot of people have they think they have it figured out and they think that their mold is going to work for you but there's this great Chinese proverb that I just heard again yesterday and it says that there are many ways to the top of the mountain but the view is always the same which means that there's so many ways to figure it out to get your shit together you know, but mm-hmm. once you get there, we all see the same view. So I can point the way for people, but I can't tell you how it is. And that goes for everything. That's kind of the theme of religion. That's how, how kind of why I think they demonize the tarot. That's the aspect of it because they, like I said many times, they don't want you to figure out for yourself. They'd rather have you listen to what they want to say because then they can have an element of control. Mm-hmm. And they could get your money or whatever it is, you know? I'm not saying it's the worst. There's worse things out there, but it's always good to know, you know? And sometimes speaking truth like that alienates me, and I'm the hermit up there on the mountain with this truth, and people don't want to hear it. So they kick me out like the Grinch, and then I got to sneak into town with my dog. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) I love that. Did you tie anything about the, the, the color of the staff in with the star inside the lantern? I did not, but why don't you tell me what you what that means to you? No, I'm just saying that you know the the brightness of it. I um just said like 
sorry, I dropped my card. Um, the brightness of both of those things is like both are needed to kind of illuminate what's going on. Um, so the, the lantern can illuminate maybe like the sky part and then the staff can illuminate maybe the ground um, to give you that kind of full view of what's happening as opposed to just seeing one part of, of what's going on. Yeah, I like that. Because if you look at like where the, the light is coming out of the lantern, it's only coming out to the sides. So it's not coming out to the top or the bottom, obviously, because it's a lantern. But when I think of like the staff and if I think about like almost like a kind of like a lightsaber or something, if I were to put it like as a cane or as a staff, it would illuminate kind of where I'm walking. So I wouldn't have to worry about stumbling or tripping. I would be able to see the, the ground before me. So what you're saying is this guy's Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> but then if I look at where he is, right, it looks like he's at the top of this mountain. So not only does he want to be able to see out to see this vision, he mm -hmm. also needs to be able to see where he's going because one misstep, right, he could fall off the mountain. Yeah, that's so true. And that is great because you don't want to get cocky. You don't want to think you figured it out and you know the way and then it's the only way and you're the only truth because truth is different for many people and what mm -hmm. their truth and what, you know, what their light and what their, uh, what, what got them to the top is different. So yeah, I like that. Uh, did you have any thoughts about, uh, the appearance of the hermit? I just like the way, like I said before, the way he's bowing down to this light, mm -hmm. it just shows that he, you know, sometimes the smartest people aren't the ones who are out there, with all the facts and knowledge and just yelling them at you. And they're not the ones who are trying to cite all their credentials at you. They're usually the ones that are sitting back and taking everything in because they've been there before. So sometimes they know that keeping their opinion, which might be the correct opinion. They sometimes they keep it to themselves. And they only want to share it with people they know are going to value it. So be careful who you are looking to as the smart person in the room, you know, Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. I said that when um, just looking at the card in terms of like appearance of of the hermit, I was saying that um, because he has this like white hair and this beard, obviously that's implying age. And I think a lot of times there's a connection between age and wisdom. And, um, you know, his outfit doesn't necessarily look like super high end. Not that it's super like scraggly either, but it's I'm definitely not it, Louis. <laughs> yeah, but I'm seeing it as like kind of that devoid of color in. And for me, that's just showing like he doesn't need that as like a distraction. Mm -hmm. That being said, there's nothing wrong with wearing a ton of color. I literally look like a rainbow every single day. Yeah. And also you can go a little further and say it is looks like it's gray because it's it's neither white or black. It's always in the middle. It's always gray. So just because he's this guy with all the knowledge, he still has darkness within him and lightness. And he's integrated it and he's figured it out. So he's still on this plane. You know, if you think of the white wizard, the white wizard is somebody who's ascended and now has come back to help. They're not actually on this plane. They're, it's more of like a, you know, they're like a, a god figure. But the mm -hmm. gray wizard is somebody who's still on this plane because they have to have the dark and the light. That's the only way that you can, um, it's the only way you could move forward correctly is to integrate both those. 
And now I'm going to throw out a little movie um, relation here. So there's this scene in The Craft, <laughs> which is a movie about these teenage witches. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because um, one of the characters is asking this woman who owns like a new age store about black magic. And the woman who owns the store says true magic is neither black nor white. It's both because nature is both. And I think that there's there's something to be said about that. There's a nice balance, right? There's not necessarily going to be total... You can't have total good without having total evil. There's so much wisdom in that quote, it's insane. And then they just throw <laughs> it on a TV show. They throw it out no, there. No, it's a movie. Or, I'm a sorry, movie. a movie. But that's what happens That happens a lot. You know, in a lot of these movies, especially like Star Wars and these allegorical films, they throw out these sayings. And that's so true because if you look at organized religion, they want to tell you... It, you, it's always good, all good. Like the New Age movement, you know, you just ignore everything and just meditate. You'll be fine. And the bad stuff, just forget about it. But it's the true teachers are the ones who are saying, you know, you got to know yourself, man. You got it. And that's literally what Jesus said. You know, I don't know if he was a real person, but that's what people wrote down is what he said. A lot of people before him, Krishna, you know, the Bhagavad Gita, which is a giant text in Hinduism. It's, you know, millions of people, billions of people probably read that. And that's what they're they're talking about, getting to know yourself. And I just want to point out that I'm so happy that you appreciated that quote because I was like, should I say it? Should I not say it? Um, but it is very insightful. And I think I say that with my sister or to my sister frequently because it's like you have to know, just like the tragedy and comedy mask, right? You can't know comedy if you don't know tragedy. Yeah, it's the yin and the yang. And that whole thing, the last part about nature is it's so true because a lot of people want to separate and just think we're a spirit, we're a soul that leaves this body. But where did we come from? So no matter what you believe, if you think that God created it all, well, God then created nature, which we came forth from. Okay, you don't believe in God, we're just evolution or whatever it is. Then we still came from nature. The body and the mind are one. That's what make you know, it's that's the key. The body and the mind, the black and the dark, the feminine and the masculine, mm -hmm. balancing all these powers is the key and when they're unbalanced people will exhibit they exhibit certain behavior agitation you get anxiety and there are people who know this and use it to their advantage to control you like i was saying before i know it sounds a little conspiratorial but it's not a it's not you know think about it it's not that it's not that far-fetched so always remember that be conscious of how you feel and why you feel that way and if you're if you're feeling anxiety, what is the anxiety about? Maybe it's trying to tell you something. It could be a positive message. Maybe it's telling you, hey, you shouldn't do this job because it's soulless work. Maybe you should do something, you know, maybe start a podcast, for example, on a blog. <laughs> <laughs> Who go. are you talking about right now? <laughs> exactly. I'm talking about everyone who's listening right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. <laughs> Unless there's anything else you want to talk about here in the way the card looks. No, I think we can move on because anything else I'll just talk about with the other cards. Okay, cool. So if this card came up in a general reading, what would you say? I would try to ascertain where this person was on their journey of self-discovery. And, you know, this card also is a signal this card is going to be speaking to me as the reader you know and it's mm -hmm. going to reflect to the way that i uh the way that i relate to this card is definitely going to come out so 
I could also take this as a sign that maybe the person isn't ready to hear what I have to tell them and I have to hint it at them. That's, you know, like I was saying before, why did the hermit go up here on the mountain? It's because the townspeople chased him up there with pitchforks and torches because they didn't want to hear the truth, you know, about the way they mm-hmm. were living. <clears throat> so they, he's keeping the knowledge alive and he's keeping it burning. So that's a way that I can read it. And I, I actually just had this card come up in a reading I did yesterday. And I read it slightly different because I've done a reading for this person in the past. It's one of the first readings that I did. And this card came reversed. And I told them at that point, I said, maybe this is trying to tell you because it was a romantic reading and she was single. And I said, well, maybe this is telling you that you need to be this hermit for a while and it's okay because it's coming reversed. You have to figure that that out. And she feels like she has, and she got the card again in her past. You know, it, it came in a position to indicate her past. There was four cards that we read for her past and it came upright. And we interpret it as being, you know, you did this work and now look at the fruits it's yielding. She had a bunch of swords in her last reading and now they weren't swords. They were, they're all wands. And I'm like, you know, the swords, they came reverse. They were indicating things you needed to get done. You got it done. You became that hermit. And now it's, now it's something you can look back on as a strength that you've, um, mm-hmm. you know, that you built. It's, it's a rock. You can, it's always something you can go to. Now I'm not saying you have to be the hermit forever, but at least, you know, you can do that and depend on yourself. So I think that's so insightful because I wrote down for a general reading that this would be potentially looking at somebody as a wise teacher or having wisdom and insight, but I never put it together that that could be me or you, the person doing the reading for someone um, to kind of shed light on a situation, literally shedding light onto a situation like the way the card looks. Um, Yeah. I also said that it would be... um, you know, solitary introspection, like looking within, I know you talk about that all the time and kind of, um, just kind of reflecting for yourself on what's going on. And sometimes just removing yourself from a situation, taking yourself out of being in a situation around other people that you know necessarily aren't the best for you or that are putting you in a position that you don't want to be in and just kind of being by yourself and then kind of giving yourself the opportunity to be a little bit more aware of like, Hey, yeah, that was the best move. Um, for me. Yeah. I like that. And I just want to stress again that if there's anyone listening to this, who's thinking about maybe becoming someone who reads cards for people, for other people that sometimes there are cards that, you will see and it's you can't always tell this person sometimes you'll a lot of times oftentimes you know anyone who's drawn to this with that has a a good intuition you often can see problems in other people's lives and i know my whole life i've been trying to do this and point point it out in other people's lives and help them and a lot of times they just don't want to hear it so if Mm -hmm. someone's coming to you at least they are open-minded to that this so maybe it's a problem they never even thought they would address, they just came to you thinking this, and then there's another overlying problem they just don't want to deal with. So you can use these cards. Like if you see the hermit, maybe that's what it's trying to tell you. It's saying, hey, you know, maybe you got to be a little cautious with the way you share this light. Slowly show it to them so they can come to the realization themselves. Because if they figure it out on their own, they're going to have that aha moment. It's just going to click. And that's how people changed their life that's how people have rock bottom moments and then they figure out where they are and then they could just build from there so um you know like i said so if you are thinking about reading keep that in mind 
that you can't mm-hmm. just go out there and be like, hey, guys, this is the light. This is the truth. Here it is yes. because it's going to, you know, there's a lot of people who want to take that blue pill. So Yes. And sometimes you have to know that um, people need to start off small, right? You mm-hmm. can't make this huge change overnight. A, a huge journey begins with a single step, right? Um, you know, I always say Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. Think of butt sex. It's the same. <laughs> I don't know why I just had to say that because I knew you would appreciate it. <laughs> So what we're saying is here, the hermit means butt sex, everybody. Yeah. See, it's a humor. It's a funny podcast. Don't take what we're saying seriously and crucify us because of our knowledge. We're just telling jokes. That's all we're doing. Um, You know, that card came up for me last week. Yeah, I bet it did. That's what she said. Hey, you're making this so easy for me. This is great. Hey, this card okay. came up for me too. It's coming up for me right now. <laughs> okay, let's go. If this came up in a love reading, although I feel like we might have just yeah, I think we're, about we could probably it. skip that. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I I think I covered it. My love, it's the same thing. You know, you got to really to look at this. Uh, it, say so say if you're doing the reading for yourself, we'll stay on that theme. And this comes up, and you're wondering about your love life, maybe you got to take some lessons from the hermit and see what he did to get where he was. He's at the top of the mountain, um, mm-hmm. you know, and he, maybe he's up there. That's where you want to be when you're looking for somebody. That's the best vantage. You're up there at the top of your game. You're looking. Yes. So. Ooh, I love that. I didn't even think about that. Um, I said that it is a deep, uh, soulful relationship that develops over time. Um, and so kind of you yeah, have that like insight that. and um, you have that insight and that knowledge and that base to be able to really connect with somebody. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, and that's all I wrote. I didn't separate it between single and in a relationship for this one. Um, let's go to career reading. If this came up in a career reading, what would you say? Why don't you go first this time? Okay. I said that it would be a career in teaching or um, writing or mentoring someone where you had to explain things to others or you're acting in a position of imparting knowledge to other people. Um, and so those would be the careers I'd focus on for me. If this came up in a career focus reading, I would, uh, see if there's either that person is doing something right now that's solitary work, or if it's like one of those, you know, maybe they work consistently in a team and they're not feeling appreciated and then they do feel isolated. Um, That's why I normally do not like teamwork and I don't like working with groups of people because I often feel very isolated in a group like that. So for me, um, I would say if this came up in a career reading, I'd say like focus on what you're doing and then eventually the light will be shed on the fact that you've done your work and you've followed through and you've done what you're supposed to do. Well, I like that. And there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, keep doing what you're doing. And then I to add to that, I could say this could also represent a career as a, like you said, a teacher, kind of like a teacher, or also maybe spiritual, like a guru or some kind of, I hate to say like master, but somebody who could help people find the truth and point mm-hmm. them to the way, point them to the mountaintop and get them up there. That's kind of what I really want to do. I want to be somebody who just uh, spreads truth. And I really can do that through this podcast, which I love, because I'm able to just sit here and yell things 
at the top of my lungs into a microphone that are so true and nobody can really deny them because a lot of them are just self-truths like we were saying. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it feels really good. So I, I like that. So I think I'm going to look at it in that aspect. Like that's why I relate to this card so much. And I think just uh, before we move on again, just seeing that don't take it as face value looking at that card in terms of like this old man standing by himself, you know, think of the the knowledge and the wisdom that that person has. And you're right. They have this amazing vantage point to look over everything that they've overcome and they can see potentially where they're going to go. And if you think about the, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, the shape of a pyramid or, uh, you know, like a pit in a peak. He's literally at the peak. Yeah. Right? It's like this high point. And so there's there's almost this positivity there. And there's like this, you should be really proud, but not in like a obviously like really cocky type of way. It could also be, I guess we can close out talking about this by saying that can also be a warning because <clears throat> when you're at the top of the peak, there's only one place to go, which is down. Brandon, I was trying to be optimistic. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, though. I'm not <laughs> saying it's a bad thing because you just have to remember when you're up there, there's points in your life, just like we're talking about with the infinity symbol. You're at the top, mm-hmm. but then you gotta you got to make your way down. So it's all about keeping that knowledge and light lit while you're down there, even if it's just for yourself to remind yourself that you're going to make it back to the top. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about nine, the number nine. Let's do it. Yes. Okay. So I have so much to say about this one. And uh, unlike last week, I do not have somebody that I would like in this too because I thought it was kind of like me. And I'll tell you about the parts that I kind of took to, um, that I related to a little bit. So uh, what do I have down here? So uh, when I was doing my research on the number nine, it's honestly very interesting in terms of what people think about nines, even just like, I mean, like in math. So I said it's a root number. And so a lot of the things that people would always point out when they were talking about numerology of nine is the fact that any multiplication will always reduce back to nine. So if you do like uh, nine times three, it's 27, two plus seven is nine right? Mm. Nine times six is 54. Five plus four is nine. So everything always comes back to that. Um, and then I just thought there was something kind of, I, I don't want to use the word magical there, but it just kind of interesting. Um, yeah. well it is, so, it, that's right. what people, when they say magic with a K and they talk about magic like that and getting things done in your life, it really is the way the numbers work. It really is magic. It's, it's a language. And that's why a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, these top mathematicians some of them like lose their mind because <laughs> they can't mm-hmm. they can't wrap their head around it but that's what it, it's a mystery you know sometimes you just gotta let a mystery be a mystery man so uh the next thing is just more of a descriptor of a nine i said dreamer but someone who can get things done in an effective manner i really relate to that because i think that a lot of people who talk to me or interact with me kind of think I have like my head in the clouds, but I have so many ideas about so many different things. And, you know, I don't necessarily follow through on all of them. I don't have the time for that. And unfortunately, I think that that would probably drive me crazy to try to do everything that I have going on in my mind. But I think that when I do put my mind to something, I do get it done very effectively. Um, And in in a timely manner as well. I said that this is unlike an eight because they're the nine... Um, is doing things to gain wisdom and not try to to, uh, get any kind of financial gain. So we talked a little bit last week about how the number eight is uh, uh, associated with finances and uh, monetary gain. So I said that this card uh, or the number relates back to the hermit 
And um, it's also like being like a teacher. This person is highly emotional. I don't know if I relate to that part of it, um, but they're a teacher, they're creative, they're humanitarian, and they want to seek to educate and unite humanity. I work currently in a nonprofit, and for me, the biggest reason that I do that is because I believe so much in the mission of giving the opportunity and access to everyone of where I work. Um, so I, I definitely related to that, and I work in education, and I am creative there. Um I said, I wrote down the hardest aspect of interactions for nines is empathy for those who don't quote unquote get it. And, um, I think this is what we were talking about yesterday via text. Was it yesterday or was it a couple days ago? Um, where you told me your card of the day and I sent back a couple um, days ago. What my, yeah, it was a couple days ago. And I think sometimes it's hard to, to give empathy to people who are so stubborn and so unwilling to listen and even be open-minded. Um, you know, and I often am always like, I know that my way is the right way. And so for me, that is hard. I said this is um, a not overly romantic and doesn't <laughs> know how. <laughs> um, it would be one of those, this person is not overly romantic. And I wrote down like, uh, you don't know what they're thinking because they keep their emotions to themselves but there's more than meets the eye there. And so like, it's one of those, you kind of have to read between the lines. Uh, this person, like a nine, wouldn't be doing these over the top dramatic uh, romantic gestures. It would be kind of um, a little bit more simple and you'd have to really see, like look to see what they're trying to think or what they're feeling. Um, I said that nines can also be vindictive and malicious and unforgiving when wronged. And that definitely could describe me at some points. Um, it's really hard for me to get over some things and it's very difficult for me to kind of, when they say forgive and forget, um, you know, it's one of those, can you forgive? Can you forget? I don't know if I can do either. And then people always say, I'm sorry, I'm just not going on a tangent. People are like, well, you know, you know, Jesus said, turn the other cheek. And it's like, who wants to get slapped twice? You know, Nobody. I, I love that because are you done? I don't want to cut you off, but Oh, no, go ahead. I literally um, just went off on a tangent. That has nothing to do with nines. I'm just like reading no, this. I, I like, like oh, that okay. because the whole turn the other cheek aspect gets misunderstood so well. And I think really it's a metaphor, which means don't let what others do bother you and affect you. Just do your thing. Because also Jesus you know, talked about righteous anger and, and doing things. So I don't think he was talking about literally getting beaten. You know, mm -hmm. It's more of an insult. It, it, because when you get smacked, like think about back then, it was an insult to smack somebody in the face. Now you just look at them wrong and it's an insult because we're so soft. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, back then it was a little different. So that's what they're talking about. I don't, he, they, you know, th and that's the thing. You got to read between the lines because it's, it's always a balance. It's not one thing or the other. And then also to add this thing about nines, I like that because a lot of the negative aspects, I feel that I display some of those negative aspects as well. And also in certain relationships, were that are older that I have that kind of identify with my old self and the way I kind of acted. Whereas now I'm trying to integrate these new pieces of myself into this, uh, I guess, I don't know, a uh, new perspective I'm having on life, right? And the way that I view things. But when I'm around certain people, it's tough because you fall into these old patterns. So yes, I think that 
it's great because you, even though there's negative aspects there, you can always work on them and you can always work to turn it around. So, and I'm also, I'm a nine because I was born on seven, two and seven and two is nine. And then I'm mm -hmm. a cancer. You think about the nine part that looks like the cancer, like the six, nine, the yin and the yang, you have that nine. It represents that other energy also. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's really hard for me. Even like I know, like obviously, I'm not looking to physically get beaten. At least, not most of the time. But um, I think that even the idea of like not letting what someone says bother you, it's like, but why would I give them the opportunity to say something else if they've already said one thing? Why would I just? And you know me, I I let everything bother me. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to let that go. Well, it goes back to the art of war, and it's it all goes to you know I see this a lot in poker. I'll be playing poker. And I see how some people get bothered and they start to get upset by what other people will say at the table or the way they act. And then they let it influence their play and they let their emotions get in the way. Whereas somebody as such as myself, I, I could kind of see what's going on. And even if people aren't doing it on purpose, it's just the mm -hmm. way that they act. And that's how they can do well in poker because it throws people off. So I'm just like, oh, and I, I just am able to tune that out. I don't, it's, I can't always do it in every aspect of my life and around certain people, you know that I know well whatever it's harder because you like I said you fall into these old habits but if you could start to do that and then you just let it roll right off your back it's it's amazing because I think I've said it before on here where uh and, and you told me to repeat a bunch of times you know somebody else when they're talking to you they're having a conversation really mm -hmm. with themselves and they're they're addressing not you, but they're addressing the character that plays you inside their head. So they don't really know mm -hmm. what's going on in your head. They're guessing, just like we all are. And they're really just kind of talking to themselves out loud. And, you know, if you're taking that personally, it's to learn how to not take it so personal and then to start not to, to take it personally at all. I, from my prospect, you know, from my perspective, it's life changing. It really is. Yes. So. And some of us are still a work in progress, a.k.a. me. Yeah, um. well, you just got to keep reminding yourself. It's like I said, it's not yes. like I drank from this magical well and then okay, I was fine. I still snap and freak out and, you know, I still have to deal. You know, this society really, the way that I'm learning about the way violence is introduced at pe to people at such a young age and the way that violence is used as a means, you know, like... Uh, the way that we control children and tell children what to do and how we use violence and we will yell at them or then we also use this reward and punishment system. And it just, from what I'm seeing, uh, there's a lot of evidence that shows it just, it creates people who have this rage un un underneath. You know, it's like bubbling under the surface and then something happens mm -hmm. and they just freak out. So I'm learning that I was like that and I'm trying to, figure out ways around that because man it's especially like road rage people will just lose their absolute minds you know so that's yep. why i just laugh at people now they don't know what to do so yeah. <laughs> it's great all right i think that's all i have to say about nines. yeah i think I'm, I'm pretty done with nines right there <clears throat> yes let's move on all right so we're going to the last part here of our podcast where we look at a different interpretation of the two cards we've already talked about which is the nine of cups and the hermit yes these are the cards from the alistair crowley thoth deck and you can see them mm -hmm. on our instagram along with all the cards from today's episode that we focused on that are instagram at terrible two 
That's at Tarot, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, the number two on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And the first card we have is the Nine of Cups, and it says happiness at the bottom. And the best description I could give is there are three sets of three cups, basically kind of stacked, arranged on top of each other. And so it's kind of like a tic-tac-toe board. And above Mm -hmm. every cup, there's looks like a flower pointing down raining beautiful looks like sunshine magical sunshine down into each cup which is then overflowing into the other cups and all of them are connected by uh these flowers that look like stems and then they're all the cups are all purple and the background looks like it's a nice blue sunny day i just whereas last week that card was just so sad looking yeah you know the the word at the bottom of this card and and i'm trying not to let that influence me is happiness but like that's what i feel like you know like that saying like my cup runneth over that's literally what i feel like looking at this because it's like it's not just one cup right it's like nine of these cups and there's such a nice balance and i again know that the 10 is considered like the full set but there's such a nice balance of the three sets of three yeah it fills the card so Mm -hmm. nicely and the fact that this this light and this um, like just positivity it looks like is pouring out of all of these cups, and I just like the zigzag like nature of the light that comes out of the cups and how it hits on some of the other cups. Yeah, it just looks yeah. like it's like it's like a domino effect almost. Like one of them is so good, and that's going to fill up another one, which then fills up more, and then it just kind of you know positivity begets positivity. That's when I look at this card, that's what I think. That's great because it really reminds me of this concept in, I believe it's in Indian uh, religion um, with the net of Indra. Indra is a god and she has this net that she casts and everybody's caught in this net. And it's similar to the idea of karma where, where you act in your little net. If you could like turn the light on and get it shining, then other people can start to turn it on. And that's how you affect different people around you so it really has to do with all the energy these cups are all taking in positive energy and and Mm -hmm. and spilling out more positive energy so it's the same way it's just like that natural law that karma if you can get it on track and get on your path and the people around you it's going to be easier for them to do instead of trying to tell everybody what they have to do figure out what you got to do do it and let them see you do it Mm -hmm. boom all right that's all i have to say about that (laughs) <laughs> that's all I have to say about that card Perfect. too. I think it's just such a positive card and um yeah. you know the the kind of switcheroo I feel like I had with the rider weight one, I don't have that at all with this. Yeah. It just feels so nice. Yeah, all right, good. We'll leave it there. What do you think about this cool. hermit card? Oh my god, I didn't even know what to think about this. I'm looking at it and I'm like, what am I even looking at? I I love um I love the fact that his face is hidden and and he's like carrying what looks like a jewel that's illuminating and this the light is going everywhere Mm -hmm. um i'm like very very distracted by the background though yeah i like that i I like the wheat it looks kind of like wheat or some kind of growth because it could signify you know uh if you think of the strength card and even think of the empress the way that it showed the bounty. So maybe this could be sometimes when you have an excess or a bounty, it could be blinding and he has to use this light that he has to make it through. And there's only really one path where the egg and the snake are 
And you know, and honestly, now the more that I look at it, it almost reminds me of like what people say about sunflowers, how they follow the path of the sun. It's like this whole background, all these living things are drawn to this light and they're all curving towards it. Yeah. I like that. Kind of like moths to the flame. Yes. Like the sun, really, if you think of the way. And if you look closely, it, it looks, looks like, like yeah, the, it does look like the sun. I don't know if I've ever noticed that before. It's exactly like the sun in there. Wow, that's great. But I think there's something so strong about the fact that that the figure isn't facing it. Yeah, like he's looking away from this light. Is it like it's too bright for him? Right, or or, you know... I don't know. I like it's reminding me almost of like Indiana Jones. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't look directly at. Yeah, the yeah, arc. like uh, Medusa. <laughs> same thing. You can't look. Right. at Why do mm-hmm. they? You know, why couldn't you look at all these powers directly? And you know what it is? It goes back to the mystery. That's what it is. Sometimes there are things that you can't explain, and you have to leave it as a mystery. And religion, a lot of times, likes to tell you it's God or it's this or it's that. But I think it's much healthier to leave it at. A mystery because if you if you just accept the fact that there are too many things in this universe for one human to ever grasp and then you could say okay great then i could leave certain parts to mystery and that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you should just blindly follow things because it's a mystery that just means instead of sitting up at night driving yourself crazy you just hey accept it's a mystery and we'll take the evidence as it comes mm-hmm so that's the I same thing. You can't look directly into this light because it'll drive you crazy. You can't know everything. That's what they're trying to say. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. No. And I think that there's a, the fact that he's holding or this figure is holding it shows that they understand that. And they kind of understand that power. And that's why they, they know they can't see it. They know that they can't look directly at it. Beautiful. That's a great place to wrap up. Unless you have anything else you want to add. I don't. I really don't. Super excited for next week, though. We're talking about tens, the Ten of Cups, which will be um, then the end of our number series, at least for the cups, because then we're going to the court cards. And then we're talking about the Wheel of Fortune. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about America's game. Wow. What are people going to (laughs) do? No Pat Sajak or Vanna White. Mm -hmm. Nope. Just you and me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then you got to turn the vowels, and I'll make the corny jokes. (laughs) All right. Why do I have to be Vanna? Huh? <laughs> I want to. Be, why do I have to be? You Vanna? want me to be Vanna? Okay, then I'll. Then you make the corny <laughs> jokes, and I'll turn the letters. Say I don't care. I always make the corny. As jokes. As long as I could so sit many. in first class with Nelly on an airplane. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm good. Love All right, that. guys. That's this week's edition of the Terrible Podcast. If you want to. Uh, talk to any of us. Hit me up on email. It's Brandon at ComedyLOL.com. We love suggestions. We love feedback. We love whatever you guys want to give to us. That's why we're doing this. We're doing this to help ourselves, to help other people. All right, guys, go to ComedyLOL.com for more. And until next week. Network.